It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. All right, everybody, welcome back. I've got a full cup of coffee. It is Monday morning, and we are going to be talking about a hypergrowth industry, something that almost matches the tech boom of the early uh, and, and mid-90s. Um, with us today, we have Sarah Stowe, who is the Senior Director of People and Culture at True Terpenes. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. We are going deep into the cannabis industry, talking about the incredible gifts about the, that the, the this new and growing industry has, but also some of the challenges and what you're facing as the top HR executive at one of these manufacturing companies. Sara, welcome to Great Mondays Radio. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you are, can you just for, or let's, let's level set. So um, when, when we first met, you explained what you did and my mind blew up because I didn't, uh, I didn't know, I, I, I just, I'm not in the cannabis industry. I didn't know that there was so many different aspects to it. Of course, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense, but tell me a little bit, what is true terpenes? What is it that you all do? And um, yeah, how is it this kind of, what role does it play in the cannabis industry? Yes, it's it's a very specialized sort of niche space within cannabis. And, uh, you know, when I came on board, I had the same questions like what what's a terpene? Uh, and essentially a, a terpene is the the, the, the chemical that a, a, any kind of botanical might produce uh, a flower, a shrub, a tree when you smell that plant you're smelling the terpenes um, and there's other kind of sub sub uh, particles and, and, uh, and chemicals beyond that, that our, our product development team will tell you more about, but, um, but they're, they're in abundance in cannabis. Um, we know cannabis for its very pungent uh, familiar scent. And we know that there's all different kinds of strains within that. And so when the cannabis industry uh, came legal and you had these uh, products that would distill from the plant, um, how do you add that aroma back into it? And um, th that's where the terpenes are. So our company manufactures those terpenes. We have an incredibly talented product design team that can take these essentially building blocks of aroma that we distill to and then create any scent aroma that our customer is looking for. We have um, gosh, 200 SKUs in our product catalog. We have a kind of a jelly belly style made to create where you can mix and match and, and create your own flavors. And then we have a customs program for, for our, uh, uh, special customers as well. And um, it's super fun. Um, our, our product development team are chemists and food scientists. And so this is, you know, akin to uh, perfumery, uh, and uh, and other kind of flavor creation and aroma development. It's really interesting because it feels to me, right? There's this element of, like we said, we're we're kind of 
just at the at the beginning, and it feels like an industry that is going from super immature to a, maybe a little bit more mature, right? Mm -hmm. So it's still rapidly, rapidly growing, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. It feels a little bit luxury, perfumery, right? And and all of these very nuanced um, elements that people are very familiar with. And I'm going to hold your feet to the fire, right? Make sure that they're right. And you're in manufacturing, right? Mm -hmm. That So it's, this is such an interesting place to be in. Um, what, let's start with this, the hyper growth aspect of this. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you have been um, hiring and what that has been like in an in in a in an industry that is also in a robust growth phase, like what are you doing to find the right people? Are you getting a lot of applications? Is it is it easy to find the right people? Is it hard? Like what makes it that way? Yeah, and it's you know as much as the industry has rapidly evolved, so has has the answer to that. Um, so when I first started in the cannabis industry, it was 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for a company that um, was not particularly known in terms of uh, the name of the employer. It was really known for its brand. And uh, we were going to, you know, go into all these states and expand and expand. And we were going to be hiring hundreds of people a year. And I was brought on to, you know, lead the strategy of how we're going to do that. And I've always come from a place of, of being pretty scrappy. Uh, I didn't work for, you know, big brands and, uh, um, so, you know, had a lot of tools in the tool belt and it was a matter of like posting the position and getting hundreds of applicants. And I realized it was really, it wasn't us and our brand or even the product. It was the fact that we were in the cannabis industry and people wanted to be a part of it. Um, and for many, many different reasons, people felt an emotional connection to the product, to the plant, um, to, to the movement, you know, cannabis really is its own culture. Yep. Um, it's, it's happens to have an industry um, that, that is, is part of that culture. And I think it's important to, to remember that, that we are, you know, to keep cannabis centered. I mean, it has its own language. It has its own music, it has its own holiday. Um, and so, you know, people find that you know, really, really special and unique and they want it to be part of that. And I think yeah. the newness of it as well and being able to build something and so that's what was doing the heavy lifting into the company. And I noticed some people didn't really kind of know what they were in for. Um, I found it to be the hardest working uh, group of people that I had ever worked with in terms of their commitment and energy that they brought every day. And I think a lot of that had to do with feeling connected, you know, beyond the paycheck. And um, uh you know, it wasn't this idea of what you think cannabis is. I mean, it is highly, highly regulated. Um, it is uh, constantly changing and it's quite volatile. And uh, there's a lot of people who, you know, existed in the industry before it became legal. And so there was kind of a, a, a an experience that I think a lot of people had early in the industry of, yeah, I really want to be part of this, but I'm not really sure I want kind of all the other stuff that goes along with it. Um, just a, I guess, lack of a better term, immaturity um, yeah. in terms of how we do business and thinking beyond, you know, just the product that we're dealing with. But, you know, there's all these other things that we need to consider in order to have a sustainable business. Um, how we spend our money, how we hire our people, how we promote our people, all these things are, are important. 
And, um, and so when I came to True Terpenes, there was an opportunity to keep that centered as we transformed the culture uh, um, at the company. And I think people still are attracted to cannabis. I think there's probably a little bit more caution of like, asking a few more questions around the culture. Right. Um, we we kind of know now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we kind of understand that there is actually a business behind it, a, a regulation. So we're a little more, uh, the, we, the mm-hmm. general populace, right? On the mm-hmm. outside, understand maybe a little bit more. So that doesn't surprise me that you're going to get candidates that are going to be a little bit more aware, but you're still looking for the right fit, just like any other company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and 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 uh, you said something earlier around uh, uh, sort of kind of where the industry is rooted, and you know, for true terpenes, um, safety has been kind of the core value since day one. It was the the whole reason that our founder Chris Campagna um, started the company was his own experience with cannabis as medicine and and having it be a safer, gentler therapeutic than the medications he he was on, and. Um, and wanting to keep that notion of safety. And so early before the vaping crisis in 2018, we brought the manufacturing facilities to the ISO 9001 manufacturing standards, just some internationally accepted set of standards that we could you know, tie some sense of quality and safety. And then when the vaping crisis hit, you know, that was most of our customers. And mm. um, I think that's really when we started becoming advocates in the space. And I think when you, when you come forward as advocates, as people who are talking to regulators, helping them understand the science rooted in safety, rooted in quality, that also starts to come through in, you know, what's going to attract talent. Like, oh, this is a cannabis company that has made investments that I've not seen at any other cannabis companies. Um, It's a company that's safety first. Uh, It's a company that, you know, I can see and I can hear and watch their, their representatives um, speak to, you know, with, with real knowledge on safety. Our head of uh, toxicology did her PhD, um, you know, specifically on safety in, in vaping. Um, so, so I think though, you know, that business strategy in terms of why and how the company got started coupled with the, the specialness of the industry um, is, is why we still do get, you know, that talent wanting to be, to be part of it. How do you, I mean, this is such a unique challenge. You have, you are in an industry that is growing. You are in a, a manufacturing space that there's not, there can't be a huge talent pool of people who have done this before. Mm-hmm. How do you hire if, if like, what are you hiring for if, if they don't have, like, if there isn't a place to come from, this is mm-hmm. brand new. Uh, yeah, it's brand new. And like, who's, Who's blended terpenes before? <laughs> I don't have that on my resume. <laughs> right. Yes. To like all these unique flavor profiles. Um, no. And and so it's, you know, it's different sort of at the uh, kind of at the, what I would call kind of the exempt you know, professional level where we're bringing in people from, you know, for our finance and legal and all these other departments. Sure. sure. There we have the benefit of, of really people from all sort of diverse industries coming together and, you know, this is how we do it in coffee and this is how we do it in tech and this is how we do it in wine and, and, and really collaborating for, for some great outcomes and learning so much from one another. For our production uh, um, employees, we made the choice 
uh, when, when we, so we moved into a new facility back in uh, 2022 and 2023 was really kind of building that up and building up the competence. And so as we doubled that employee population to get ready for the facility, like we're not gonna try to find people who've done this work before. We really wanna find people who align with our values who are clear on, so we've identified like these are the behaviors for success, right? Aspirationally, who we show up and try to be every day for one another, what you can expect of me and what I need to expect of you. And um, and let's let's use that in the job posting and let's let people like go like, that's a company, I wanna work at a company that does that. And, and if that didn't speak to people or if that turned people off, great. It's helping me do my job, find them not applying. Of um, but it just starts to set the, the 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 stage of of yeah how we can how we can show up for one another. And so identifying people who align with those, and then we'll teach you everything else. You know, and, and wanting to, wanting to learn, wanting to grow, and wanting to mm. be a part of this. These are the things that um, I I can't train you. I can't train you to want to be here. Yeah. Um, that that's your active choice to get on board. And then we we train we we set a career path of sort of three levels, um, and and at each you know very clearly, you know you should know how to do this in order to reach the next level. And sharing the pay, you know, uh, with even in the uh, job advertisement, this is where full, you start. full pay transparency. Mm-hmm. And by you know by the time they reach level three, which is between nine and twelve months, um, they see a sixty five percent pay increase. So they see really now meaningful uh, pay um, within a, a stable company. Um, we're really transparent uh, with our employees. Every month we're giving updates on the business. We're giving updates on the product. Our CEOs present, we do celebrations and, and all of those things too. Um, but uh, but yeah, we want people to, to know that like, you know, there's a good reason to stay and pay should never be the reason uh, but I also don't, you know, I don't want it to be the reason people stay or leave. Right. And right, at, right, that, right. at that level, that production tech level, you know, people are still kind of in a pay grade where, you know, $5 an hour, no matter how great it is every day here, may be enough that they have to leave. And yeah, so I uh, wanted to give them that, that uh, show them that possibility and, and then, and then make good on it. And I think we've got one person uh, who's on uh, parental leave right now is the only reason that they're not a three. Everybody else is now f- up to full competence. That's amazing. What advice? I mean, this is okay. So this is a gift mm-hmm. in a way where you have the opportunity to attract people solely on um, a culture fit because the skills aren't plentiful in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. What advice or what have you learned or what advice might you provide to others um, through this experience? Those that do have, you know, there are plenty of people. It's a unique, unique position that you're in and that these you have to hire for people that is brand new. Most people out there are not. What have you learned? What can you offer um, as far as trying to attract, sell, um, you know, find the right people when it comes to this culture fit, because you have almost a perfect experiment Mm. of like culture fit, right? Like what worked, what can we learn from that? Mm. Um, Well, I mean, it was a lesson that I carried forward uh, from, from earlier in my career, which is, you know, people are up for a lot of challenge. Um, Don't be afraid of the ugly. 
Um, you know, that's actually where people see their opportunity. They see mm. where they can make an impact. And I mm. think being really clear on what your story is, being authentic in that story, letting people know, hey, this is what you're walking into, but this is the vision. Always couple it with a vision, like where are we going, right? Otherwise mm. people are like, they're not going to know how they're going to make an impact because they don't know where you're heading. So don't sugarcoat it. So give them the honest answer and say, here's where we are. It's not perfect. Here are some of the challenges, but we have, we do know where we're headed. Yeah. 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 I say we're not perfect many, many times. You know, the, the, the difference between the values and the behaviors, I say you know, the values are who we are and who we always will be. The behaviors, those are aspirational. We just try every day to show up like that, but we are not perfect. And, and how we recover from those imperfect moments that builds culture. Like it all builds culture. Mm. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So you're in this hyper growth moment and you're bringing in just as many people you're, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. And, and you're, you're, it's almost like your growth is, is emulated. I don't know what's cause and, and, and what's effect, right? The industry is growing. The business is growing. You're bringing in all these people, but now you're starting to approach how many employees are, where are you currently? We're 107. 107. Mm -hmm. So um, my, uh, in my experience, right, culture starts to really change between 50 and 100. And you've mm -hmm. already implied that you're talking about this. And you're going to, you're going to start to stabilize. And so what, you know, at some point, right, you'll probably go through an in the future, you'll go through another rapid growth phase. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that you are experiencing where you're going, you're, you've been through this hyper growth or you're going through, but you're seeing that next kind of phase for the business of that trying to stabilize. What is, what are some of the challenges that you're, you're facing in that transition, either in the moment or anticipated? Yeah. Um, the, the one that um, is looming currently is because we're in our 2024 budget, you know, planning season and, looking at things like promotions and raises and getting our facility up to its steady state in terms of full inventory and all our supply chain managed. And, and we're there now. Well, the people piece lags that and those promotions that I talked about earlier and what a great story that is and how much everybody loves it. But the steady state means that we won't be doing promotions month. I mean, we were doing like four or five promotion announcements every month this last mm. year. And so, but I want people to know it's a good thing that we're not going to be seeing as many promotions. That's a really hard concept for people to wrap their head around. And, and you know, part of, of you know, the approach in helping people understand is first helping managers understand um, because we have a, 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 one of the expectations that we have of managers is that they're having regular one-on-ones with their direct reports that, I mean, it, I check in on it. We do pulse surveys every month. Are you having regular one-on-ones with your manager? You know, because it's, it's really how you scale cultures through those managers. And so helping managers understand, um, well, a couple of things. One, we've gone from, this is what the position pays to this is the range that the position pays. Um, and, and that, you know, we have validated mm. compensation data now that we use to, to make sure that we are working with good market data and, um, uh, and that's going to, I think, help people understand that, yes, you're a production tech three, and this is your pay, 
but actually this is this is the range and this is where you have the opportunity to receive merit increases to be rewarded for your performance in the role for the tenure that you might have in the role um you yes there will be a cap there'll be a ceiling to that but we have a strategy to manage beyond that as well so if if people are happy being a production tech three or maybe there's just not an opportunity for them to move around in the organization yet um, you know, they'll have a reason to stay and feel like that they can be recognized and rewarded, but it's, it's definitely going to be, um, you know, there's, it's going to be sort of a multifaceted strategy and yeah. making sure managers understand speaking directly to employees. We have a all hands meeting in January. Uh, we'll be rolling this out and, and like getting them to like, oh yeah, no promotions is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. That's Few promotions, hard... none. I mean, there are some schedules. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a hard message. And it's almost like there's always that, oh, it's not like it used to be, right? You sort of have this experience, people who have been around for a while and, you know, obviously it depends on how quickly the company is changing and growing, but there is kind of this, you know, hey, wait a minute, what, what, what happened? And, and I think employees think about try understand an, a company as kind of existing in in a in a, a single state mm -hmm. and it's not it's not the case and so how do you i think the question that you're making me want to think about further is how do you articulate that that transformation is happening mm -hmm. and it's a good thing even though it's not what it used to be and it's different and especially in that challenge of like hey we used to celebrate this thing, promotions, right? Yay. I mean, obviously that's good all around, but now we're not going to have as many. How do you really communicate that? That actually is a good thing, right? It's like, that's, that is a, that is a, a, a sort of a classic messaging challenge uh -huh. to be able to articulate. And so I definitely, definitely um, feel that, understand that that's, that's something interesting the other point I want to make, or the other the other thing that you said that I think is really interesting is when you first, it's it's almost like the resolution is increasing in, in the business. I'm trying to think of a metaphor, right? Where you're saying, hey, here is the growth path. One, two, three, discrete mm -hmm. steps with discrete salaries. Mm -hmm. Now that we're filling out when we're growing, we're going to increase the resolution and say, Hey, in, in, you know, one, two, and three, there's actually a range because we have more people. You're going to be able to advance and get better within one. And mm -hmm. so as you build out that manufacturing, that really, that's a really interesting and compelling way to kind of to think about these employee paths, mm -hmm. because the, one of the things that I've heard time and time again is, that there's a lot, if your organization does not have a clear path forward, how to get there and what that means, mm -hmm. employees are much more likely to leave. Yeah. So that is, it feels to me like this is going to be the standard going forward because people want to know how they're going to grow. It doesn't need, it doesn't want to be, they don't want to be a mystery. They're looking forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what I like about what you've, you've articulated is you've not only said one, two, three, but you're saying, hey, there's a lot of room in here and we're thinking about this and that. And I think ultimately what I hear, perhaps if I were to have kind of empathy for potentially these employees is this trust in the process and the company, mm -hmm. which at the end of the day is the 
essential thing, right? Beyond we want to, we don't want salary to be the reason you leave or stay, but we do, I think trust in this organization is one of, is the, one of the biggest levers that you have as, as an organization with your employees to build that trust. Is that, am I reflecting that? Does that sound like what you're experiencing on the inside? Yeah, that I mean, and, and from really from the early days of this, this transformation and the catalyst to it was the vaping crisis, um, you know, because that was just such a big, big hit to our business, because that was most of our customers and it, but yeah. it gave us pause of like, how do we stabilize and, and what's uh. what's the growth plan and the strategy and culture really under, you know, being the, the foundation to it all. And uh, so I started measuring culture in the first year um, and, and been measuring it over time through a, an engagement survey um, and the same engagement survey. So we can, we can see our, our, our process and we can see the dips and we can speak to those and we, we do review them. We do listen, we've responded. And I think that helps build that trust of even if, even if it's something I'm going to put into an anonymous survey, they're reading it and they're responding. Um, and, and I think also like, you know, what am I going to give credence to? I mean, there's, you know, there's always sort of a portion of people who, you know, are just sort of biased toward the negative, even if they're super excited to be on board and, you know, they can find fault and they, you know, and it's like, yeah, Yeah. where you, so I put my energy toward the 10, you know, percent who are always on board and, and the rest of the company, you know, follows, but there's, there's always kind of salient feedback. Um, and then the 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 promise for communication. Um, there was so much change happening at the beginning. Plus, we were in COVID. Like we went, we we started our transformation six weeks before COVID hit. Mm. So this 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 plan all had to be done remotely from one another. And it's like we have to dial up the communication. So weekly newsletters, monthly all company updates, and um, I'm glad that we did it because even now we're in the same building together those habits have not gone away because people need that communication. And, um, and I, and I don't think you can over communicate. And we essentially tell people like consider everything we share to be confidential. If you're excited about something that we're doing, go check out our LinkedIn repost from there. Like, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's public. Uh, but we share a lot of kind of the IP that we're doing gets people excited, but it helps them understand contextually why am I doing all this? Um, why is the workload increased or, you know, why am I seeing this kind of busyness mm. over here? And mm. it's it to help them kind of, again, people are up for a lot of challenge if they know what they're working towards. So keep going back, you know, we are, you know, not rearticulating the vision, but like reemphasizing the vision. Um, and, uh, and, this this that 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 dynamic of uh, you know, uh, forming, storming, norming, and performing, being transparent around that, like, hey, we're starting to get to a place where we're feeling comfortable with one another, and managers, it's not okay if somebody starts getting like overly familiar and disrespectful to a colleague like we have to interrupt that. Mm. Um, never ever taking our eyes off the culture. I mean sometimes, you know, the, the people will sort of, uh, congratulate me on the culture. And I, and I, I, you know, I did frame it up and I, and I, and I, I am definitely a steward of it, but I tell people like this culture is the way that it is by every single person's choice and how they show up and how they interact with one another every day, every single choice. That's, that's why this culture is the way that it is. Amen, sister.
So if you all start making different choices, like <laughs> don't right. look at me to fix it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, uh, you know, being also honest that, you know, even at the, at the sort of more professional exempt levels, we've got people with many, many years of experience. I think collectively we've got like a thousand years of professional experience we can draw from. Yeah. None of us have been here before. That's you right. Know, so like letting people know, like, we don't have all the answers. That's why we ask for your input, you know? And it's like, we've mm. got a lot of experience to draw from and to share. And I think we can create something great, you know, out of, out of that, but none of us have been here before. So it's a learning journey and we might make mistakes. And, and, and I think that has, um, that has helped and, and, and kind of, I would say, uh, you know, this next year is not going to be a big growth year for us in terms of people. Um, but uh, I'm really curious how it's going to go uh, uh, mm. in the next 12 months as we stabilize with the same crew. Um, you know, what what habits and, and rituals will come out of this, um, you know, all of the little things that really knit the culture together. I'm excited for it. It really sounds like this um, transparency and honesty <clears throat> is what's enabling that trust. And, and I think if you're able to, the, the, the bits and bobs of the culture, even some of the behaviors may, in fact, you know, you may need to change as you grow or shift or whatever happens at the market. But I think to me, what, what is driving the success of your culture really sounds like a self-awareness and um, almost a humility mm -hmm. in kind of, we have a ton of experience and this is brand new. And I, I would also, I would argue that more executives would do well to have that, to adopt that same humility because no situation is, we've never been where we are right now, no matter what industry you're in. I know you have a million years experience, whatever it might be. And the real problem is when I think leadership I have seen is when leadership thinks that they know it all and they know what's best. And yeah, they have to make those decisions, but to be able to be honest with an organization is incredible. And I, and I hope that that continues. It certainly sounds like it's on the right track. Um, I, we're going to leave it there. That sounds like a good spot. Sara Stowe, Senior Director of People and Culture at True Terpenes. You can learn more about True Terpenes, T-R-U-E-T-E-R-P-E-N-E-S.com, or you can find her on LinkedIn, S-A-R-A-S-T-O-W-E. Lots of interesting things going on. Uh, Sara, it was, um, so educational to, to learn from you here. This is an incredible um, moment and an industry, an intersection of, like we said, luxury, manufacturing, hypergrowth tech. It just feels so incredible. And what an experience, what an opportunity to be in. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. It's It was really, really wonderful talking to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me do it. It just uh, fill, fills me up with all the good stuff. Uh, I feel very grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. 
If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.